Welcome back to the Big Ed Boys and You podcast. My name is Derek, and I am your host. On this penultimate episode of season two, we have a tasty treat for you listeners. It is going to be a real treat. But before we get to eating up this main topic, I'm looking at a pair of snacks right now. God damn! Damn. That was good. I like that's probably your out of all the episodes we've done, by by far the best one by far. And you use such a good SAT word. Um, I know a lot of people are going to be proud listening to yeah, this defi- uh, podcast right now. Can you, def- can you define that for me? Because <laughs> I have no idea what you just said. You just threw some words out there. <laughs> you, know, you know, look it up. We've got a dictionary, but we got a podcast. We could talk about it. We talk about many things here. Um, as Connor just said, we have a, a special guest on today. His name's Brenton. Brenton, why don't you give us a little bit of intro? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate being here. Um, my name is Brenton. I work with Connor. Uh, we work at the kickboxing gym together, and uh, a lot of my life has involved sports and movement in general, teamwork, and uh, pursuit of success in those realms. So um, bringing that from a background, I uh, went to Gordon College in this area where, where we're living in, in Massachusetts. I played lacrosse there, um, so that was my main sport for a while, and now the kickboxing has really inspired a lot more um, of those individualized sports and stuff of that nature. So that's kind of where we're at right now and just trying to improve our, our gym and our space. Love it. Glad to have you on, man. I know it's been a while and we've been, we've been trying to get you on, so I'm excited. Yes, me too. So before we get to interviewing Brenton later on, um, we're going to jump into the last week's challenge like we always do, which was pretty much do some sort of competition with your, your friends and your family. could be physical. I, I encourage you to be physical, but it doesn't matter. It can be anything as long as just some, some form of competition. So the three of us did a handstand challenge, handstand push-up challenge, sort of. Um, do any of us, Richie and Connor, does anybody want to talk about it? I didn't do it yet. I need to do it right after this podcast episode. Maybe I should just go do it right now and tell you what I got. I want to see you do it right now. I, I could. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Don't do it. Don't, I, don't at me. No. I only, I only got, so, well, I, I might at you. At, at Richie. Nah. <laughs> really? Are we going to make him do it right now? Oh, he's, go- he's gone. He's going right now. Yeah, it doesn't count. You can't, can't see, see him. You. He's cheating. Wow, totally off script. This is going crazy. Yeah. It's a wild ride right now. I only was able to get two. Now, oh, we did handstand push-ups with our feet on the wall. The first time I did it, I kind of just walked my feet up, so my, head, my face was facing the wall. So I was able to like kind of push through that motion and kind of use a little bit of the, the shoulders and the upper chest. But then I realized we were supposed to do it the opposite way, with our face yeah. away from the wall and more upside down, where it's true just tricep and shoulder and lat. Oh my goodness, that was an absolute game changer uh, in terms of like difficultness. So I was only able to get two. He's rushing right back. He's what'd you get? Got two. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, Derek. After the podcast, uh, try to get uh, two. We'll, try we'll to come get back. I'll let the listeners know maybe next time. Well, True. we had a good time with it, even though I technically have not done it yet. So I hope everyone at home had a fun time with it, wherever, whatever the competition may be. And now we're going to roll right into one of my favorite segments is the one at the beginning of every month where we get to set our new goals. Um, I, I was alluding to along the way from March that it was a tough month for me. So I'm excited to see what April brings for all of us. I know we all have some drastic changes, so this is going to be a good one. It's kind of like a, the new quarter, you know, the new fiscal year. So we're, we're doing it. And uh, Richie's out of breath, but I know he, he's on top of his shit for, for goals. 
But since he's out of, out of breath, I'm going to go to Connor. All right. First off, I'll talk, I'll talk about the sports performance certification. I have two more modules left, and they're not more education-wise. It's just more like how to work with athletes. So those modules should be completed really quickly, and I'm going to take my, my certification course uh, on Saturday. No, later than the 11th. I put it on no later the 11th. So if I get it done sometime this week, it's still accomplished, but I want to get it done within the first week of April because I wanted to get it done in March, but as soon as we got back from the Spartan race, I was sucked into the DJing. So <laughs> um, everything kind of took a back course. So I want to finish that. I want to complete that so I can get one of those yearly goals done. Then I'm on uh, mainly just kind of focusing on training. Uh, so I built an eight-week program that includes a lot of bodyweight exercises, a lot of banded exercises. Um, I am planning on getting a kettlebell. So I know my boy Brendan down there is super excited about that. I know uh, Richie is as well because he's, he's got them things cooking with his kettlebell in the honor program. So I'm excited to see where that takes him. Um, but on top of that program, I am running four times a week. I got two long runs to do on Tuesdays and Fridays and two shorter runs that are on Thursdays and Sundays. Now my long runs have to consist of five miles or more. Not too concerned about the pace. I know I can run five miles, so it all just depending on the first couple of weeks on how I feel and just making sure I continue the routine. So first of all, I'm doing them in the morning because I can't wait until the nighttime. One, I'll be just too pissed off to run because I'm like, I can't believe I waited this long. But again, we always talk about if you want to get things done, do it in the morning because there's less excuses. So right away, I'm just trying to get that uh, figured out. And my shorter runs, uh, no more than three miles. And again, no pace with that. Uh, it's just more of like a maintenance run on days like that. So that's the exercise. That's getting to the Spartan races. Um, May, I'll have a little bit something different along with the runs. The, the A-week program does include all the way up until May, and I have the first two weeks of June off to kind of recalibrate and see where I need to put more emphasis on for the first week in June, because I usually do take the first week, sorry, the, the week prior to the race off. That's what I did last this last time. I felt really good about it, so I'm going to try to do the same thing. It may eat me alive because it's a little bit longer, a little bit more demanding, but we'll see. You know, it's all about trial and error. The next couple ones I have, you know, I've split the Serato DJ into multiple categories. Now I fall in love with it because I have the controller. It's a little bit harder when it's on the laptop and you're trying to learn all the keys and, you know, making sure you're not messing things up. So with uh, mixing music, nobody really knows except for like a couple people, but I did mix four songs together in the first week that I did it. Now it's nothing crazy. There's four songs in it and it's all just about beat matching and blending. <laughs> so it's nothing crazy. But I do want to learn two new transitions and apply it to more songs. So that way I can come out with like a mini mix where it has a max of six songs with three different transitions in it. Um, and at the transitions I've been looking at are like the echo and the fade. And uh, obviously I'd love to learn how to scratch and scratch and go into the next song. But that's next level. Like I don't want to overwhelm myself into something super difficult. And the 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 SB3 controller has so many features that allows you to automate a lot of them and automate the scratching as well. So it's obviously not authentic and I'm not trying to be a real DJ right now, but just trying to get that whole realm and uh, just feel good about, you know, mixing the songs and song transition and knowing what song is so, so many things to, to think about now. And so in the weeks of April, I have each week dedicated to a subgenre of house because I'm a house head. Uh, no doubt about it. I can't stop listening to it. and I vibe hard with that. So this week, I'm actually going to be uh, listening to a lot of Future House. The second week, I'm going to be listening to a little bit of Electro House. 
because I find them to be a little bit similar, but I just want to make that distinction. And then I go into deep house and tropical house for the last two months um, because who doesn't love a good tropical house set or our music vibe, you know? So um, there you go. That's that's my April. I'm pretty excited for it. I'm pretty fired up about it. And uh, I'm on my way to completing one of my first yearly goals, which um, was a certification. So, yeah. Whew. Noise. Yeah. Are you going to try to do that master class this week or this month? I don't know if I'm going to do it this month. Yeah. So Richie did gift me a free week of master class and Dead Mouse has a, a master class on there. Um, how many hours did you say it was? I don't know. I was looking at it. I think it's like five hours worth of like content that's like 20 minute clips at a time about producing music. Yeah. So I'm going to have to dedicate all week to that because I don't know. I, don't, I just don't want to cram it. Like I want to make use of that stuff. So yeah. probably not this month. If for some reason work is slow, <laughs> um, I'll find an opportunity to do it then. But mo most of the time, it probably won't be. May is usually a calmer month. The Brenton's going to cover for you. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. We'll see about that. I'm doing so much work already. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> what, about, uh, what about you, Derek? I know you're excited, but I know you're a little lethargic today. So time to, time to hype yourself up with some new April goals. Let's go, kid. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, my energy is very low today because I went snowboarding and I fell quite a bit yesterday. And it was it was quite a, fun, a lot of fun, but uh, now I'm getting back into the swing of things, back to reality. So April, I'm trying to strike a good balance between like like lo the low lower the bar, but also kind of keep it realistic for, for what I want to accomplish. Because both February and March, I set the bar really high. And February, I didn't hit the mark, but I was like, oh, I feel great. Let me just keep going. And in March, I had set the bar high again, and it came crashing down, didn't go so hot. Um, got a lot of stuff done, but pretty much just like everything I have going on um, collided and didn't didn't turn out really very well for my mental health last month. So I'm dropping Japanese completely um, for, for the entire year. Um, and the way I see it is that it's still something I would love to do in general, I still love multilingualism and I still want to learn Japanese and I still watch a good deal of anime, but it is not something that is contributing to my success at the moment. Um, as I want to work for a startup, it's just going to take a lot of my time to get the job and also to, to do it, the job. Um, so that's why I'm dropping that. So right now, the three for the rest of the year, JavaScript wizard, green goal and stay current, which those ones for April, um, I'm going to finish 50% of that course that I've been taking for this entire year, which is the same goal as last month, but this time I'll have to do 10, 10 more percent, which is pretty, a lot more feasible. I wanted to finish two user flows for the my virtual glove box app, which I'm doing with a friend, which is a really cool app. And I hope we can actually make it go somewhere because pretty much the idea behind it is that it's going to eliminate all the need for any paperwork in your in your car. So driver's license, uh, registration, anything, you name it, maintenance records. I don't know about you guys, but I, I don't keep track of my maintenance records. I had like, oh, cool, I got my car serviced. Bye. For some reason, I do keep my oil change. Like, I don't know. I have like a, I gauge every time I, I do it. So it's the only thing I keep. <laughs> but That's good. I like it. I like the idea. Yeah. So it's a cool idea. Hopefully, we can make it happen. And the last one, which is not a really good goal to set, but it's just something I want to focus on, is to actually get a job. It's uh, again, it's a terrible goal because it's not something that's like directly within my control. It's not something I can really improve on myself. It's more of something that's exterior, but it, I just want to label it because I want to focus on it this month. I want to make like, that is the focus as opposed to doing all these other stuff. Um, so that's the main thing for JavaScript Wizard. The green goal, still doing the plan exchange every month. And other thing that's 
time together in my JavaScript wizard is I want to design the green web dev app I talked about a while ago. So not work on it, but just like get the look and feel of it now. Just kind of get the ball rolling and kind of blend the two. And lastly, for stay current, um, since we're doing the Spartan race thing for the pretty much this year and we have the one in, in June and I'm going to be the winner this time. So I got, I got to train for that. Um, I'm going to do a long run every week. So like Connor said, he's doing two a week. So I, you know, I don't need to train that much, but you got to do, got to do one a week. So it, for me, it's also at least five miles. Um, and I'm excited. I did it last week and it went really well. And the last thing for state current, Connor and I have started this playlist on Spotify called EDM Groovin and I know he's the one being the DJ right now, but I, I still listen to a ton of music and I, you know, I want to help him out and listen to more music. So I'm going to focus on that playlist and just build it out and, you know, have fun with it. And there you go. Love it, dude. Love it. We're going to make that playlist great. It's going to be exactly. good. Yeah. Are you making it public to anybody to add songs? Is that why you mentioned it here? We can make it public for people to look at it. <laughs> Only us, bro. We are the music prodigies. <laughs> just asking, hey. I'm just kidding. I'm proud of you for uh, dropping Japanese, although I know that's uh, a bummer for you. Way to recognize that it's not really contributing right now. If anything, it's probably hindering a little bit. Yeah. And, well, I think so. it's also, you beat up, we beat up on ourselves when we were like, oh, did you complete your goal? Well, mm. I didn't do my Japanese this week. It's on the back burner, and you're like, kind of low-key beating yourself up about it. In reality, it's like, well, if it's not contributing, then why do it? That's true like a subconscious hatred a little bit yeah no I, I, you guys know I, I definitely beat myself up quite quite a yeah. bit you're your own worst enemy man <laughs> but it's okay always come back there's always always later well you're anyway. still watching anime so it's not like it's going anywhere netflix is coming out with all the anime shows you talked about so you're staying pretty current on it so you That's could true. just, you know, go current. You could go your next net. Your next current goal is to watch the new Netflix anime. I don't need to make it a goal. I think that'll be. <laughs> fun. Like I'm done disappointing myself. Yeah. Oh man, you're getting me excited because I realized this is anime. This manga I read as a kid is coming out this month, so I'm just gonna stay current and learn Japanese. Oh, dude, easy money. Anyways, Richie, hit us with it. All right. Um, so just at a high level, I want to quickly touch on what my three major things that I want to do this year were. So build and launch a business, read a book a month and finish one masterclass every two months. Um, well, so for last month, I think my, in March went pretty well. Uh, I did basically complete one of the books that I had originally started in February and I had started, uh, another one in March. Uh, but I actually it was a little too slow for me. I'm just not having like that great of a time with it. Um, Atomic Habits was a great book. And then coming from the next, that one to the next one, I was just like, man, I'm really kind of, I want something different. I want to try a different book altogether, different genre, different everything, because I'm just not having a great time. It's just so much, I don't know, back-to-back -back books of like kind of just so much learning versus like, I want to do something, I want to read something that's kind of just exciting and not, no, not so much like, not so much something that I just need to like pay attention to every word. Um, anyways, so I'm going to try out a new book uh, this month. It is called The Impossible First by Colin O'Brady. And it's about a book. It's about a guy who uh, walks across Antarctica um, and he kind of just goes into the story. I know it's a book that I like have originally intended on reading last year, but I didn't get to it. 
Um, so this year I'm definitely trying to get through it and to it. And this book is pretty exciting. I've heard a lot of good things about it as well. Um, the next, uh, the other thing I had was finish one master class every two months. Uh, this month I wanted this past month, I wanted to complete the Neil deGrasse Tyson scientific thinking masterclass, which I did complete. Um, and, and this month I'm going to, uh, be doing the art of negotiation. Um, and so this book or this one seems pretty interesting to me. Um, this is by a guy named Chris Boss, who he was in, I think he was in the FBI or CIA or something like that anyway. So he negotiated with all different kinds of people. And uh, he just talks about the art of negotiation, like why that's such a powerful skill and, and just conversation in general. Um, so I will be doing that as well. And basically the, the two goals, the large goals I had was like read a book a month and finish one master class every two months. I'm gonna basically smash these together into one thing that's called learning. Um, and the reason I wanna do that is because I've been wanting to just kind of add a little bit more to the, my plate um, and, and just kind of do some other things as well. Uh, I talked about in March, I wanted to add fitness and I want to do some other things. So those are some other things I'll be adding this month. Um, so build a business. Sorry, let me finish with that one. That's one of the ones from March. I wanted to do uh, determine the MVP, like what are my requirements and actually build the MVP. So I did determine the requirements and I actually got to talk to some developers about like what I want to do. Um, and ultimately, it was the MVP is a little bit harder than I thought. So I didn't get to get around to actually building it. I just had a lot more conversations about like how I think this should work and how, you know, how, how it will work, um, which is good. So um, just taking those and actually this month, I'll be focused more on building the actual MVP. Um, and then, all right, so my two new, two new areas, focus areas. So one of them is fitness and the other one I'm going to call adventure and the fitness one. Uh, so I have two goals here. Uh, so I've been, since the Spartan race, I, I already told these guys the plan and what my plan is now. So I kind of broke what I, you know, broke the silence, told them what I was going to do. So I'm going to do the, the on it six body weight program. Something I did last year and I really enjoyed it. Um, and I know we're going to get to talk about jujitsu at some point. So there's a lot of like jujitsu movements and different things like that within there. And it's just like a really good program that I enjoyed doing. There's a lot of yoga, but again, it's a body weight program. So, you know, you're really just kind of getting in tune with your body and like how, to get flexible and mobility through your body. And it's actually really difficult. The movements are really hard. A couple of my friends have tried it. Uh, they really enjoyed it too. So I'm gonna do that again. I really enjoy it. So we'll see how that one goes. And then the other thing I've been doing is running. And so at this point, I'm not a big runner. I hate running. And so I'm just kind of getting used to running. And so I've been running as much as I can. Whenever my whoop says like I'm not in the red, I basically just been running on those days. Like, hey, like last night I didn't sleep well. I'm in the red. Uh, don't, I won't run that day, but if I, but I'll still work out. Um, and so if I'm not in the red, I'll run, I'll run, make sure I run. So by the end of April, I want to be able to run five miles at a nine minute pace. It's not that big of a deal. Um, I don't think, but, um, just kind of getting me ready for the June Spartan race. Uh, so in, in May, I'll have another goal. Um, but I'll talk about that when we get to May, when we get to May. Uh, and then adventure. So one of the things I talked about with Connor was kind of like an unsaid goal of mine was like, once I moved into my new place, I want to get out of New York city once a month. So we kind of did that by going to Spartan, going to the Spartan race in, in March, going to San Antonio. And so for this month, I have no idea what I'm going to do, um, but I need to get outside of New York city and uh, we'll figure out what that's going to be. And I also didn't mention this one to you guys, but something I also want to do is go to a museum or see an exhibit once a month. Uh, in this adventure area, or at least this month, I want to do that. 
And there's like a bunch of exhibits that are opening up. Um, there's like a Van Gogh exhibit. There's all these different things. So I definitely want us to get more in tune with that and just kind of get out there more and just kind of experience, you know, all the things in New York and the uh, Upper East Side of this country have to offer. So those are my goals and uh, we'll see how it goes. Wow. So cultured museum. Wow. <laughs> I know. It's not something I do. It's not something I like regularly do, but I think, uh, I mean, we're in New York City, so, or I'm in New York City and I think it's a pretty good opportunity. Obviously there's like a bunch of stuff going on all the time and uh, For sure. it's pretty easy and I'm just like pretty lazy. So might as well like force myself to do it at some, to some capacity. Do you have any open weekends in the month, in the whip on the month that you're like, all right, this is an opportunity where I can take advantage of this goal. Oh yeah. Do you, you want to plan something? Always, dude. We could do something I'm always better. down to travel and plan. We could go whenever you want. I don't have any. I literally don't work on the weekends, so. All right, we'll think about it. We'll think about it. I will say, between New York City and Boston, it's about three, three and a half hour drive. I just went to the Museum of Fine Arts here. That's a day trip right there. You can meet up with uh with your boy Connor here and do a, do a Boston exhibit. Mm. Might hit multiple. Kill multiple birds with the same stone, as it yeah. were. Wow, look at this guy coming in here and throwing spitting facts at you. Yeah. Dang it, dude. That's fun. I'm pumped for I'm pumped for this month. Baseball season also started, so maybe I'll come up there and go see a game at Fenway. If they're holding guests, that'd be great. If fans mm-hmm. guess. Whatever. Can we stop talking about hanging out without Derek? <laughs> the the yeah. invitation's open. You just will tell you what the plan is. You can just fly there. <laughs> Brenton will be there. Brenton's going to take us through an entire workout. So it'll be Sean. Yeah. Time, name the time and the place. We'll do it. <laughs> cool. Well, those are our goals. Uh, first of all, thank you, Brenton, for, for <laughs> kind of sitting here and listening to our goals live in person. Yeah, absolutely. I, I tune in every once in a while anyway and uh, hear you guys' progressions and uh, I love it. Keeps me honest. Keeps me accountable. It's great to hear a perspective that is always growing and evolving. And um, so, yeah, it's 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 fun to be a part of it and uh, be able to follow along. So I appreciate it. Do you have any Do you have any goals that you have planned for this month or this year that you'd want to talk about? Um, I do feel like I have some bigger amorphous unidentified goals throughout the year, um, some that are more specific. I was thinking while you guys were talking about how I could narrow it down into bite-sized chunks that I could potentially take out this month. Um, one thing, last year I had a big goal to increase my hip dexterity and mobility for throwing kicks, improving my jiu-jitsu game, martial arts in general. And now that has inspired this year, I'm working on my shoulders, I'm trying to gain a lot more range of motion in my shoulders. Um, I'm recognizing that there are weak spots I was before unaware of. And so that's that's daily, that's constant. I just gotta make sure I'm moving with purpose regularly. Um, so that's a month goal, make sure that I'm consistent with that. Um, other than that, I, I think it's just, it's again, more ongoing stuff. Got some bigger goals too. Um, I, I got my certification at, for personal training in 2020. And so I wanna develop and utilize that better in 2021, the next couple months are affording me a little bit more opportunity to dive deeper into that. So um, that'll be a big focus too. I think starting with just organization, making sure that I am able to compartmentalize different work with different people and places and keep it all straight 
so that I don't drown before I really get off the ground. Um, so again, it'd be nice to come in with like, you know, written down those smart goals, the way you guys do it. I, I don't have anything that detailed, but, um, you've got me moving in the right direction. So we'll work on it. Hey, we're not perfect. We, we talk about our goals all the time and we always miss them, dude. So that's fine. I didn't hit all my goals. I don't think any one of us have hit all of our goals every single month. I don't, I think it's always just a work in progress and just yeah. target something and, and shoot and go. See well, that's what I appreciate about you guys and, and your perspective, because it does afford you that opportunity to recognize that that's okay. And you're just going to go with the flow and adjust as you may. And, um, you know, you guys talk a lot about self-love, self-care, not getting in your own head and to have an authentic representation of how goals sometimes have to change like that along the way, I think is, is powerful. So. Yeah, he's, he's pumping me up over here name a time and place <laughs> <laughs> thanks dude yeah i i appreciate that and i i think i was gonna say to connor richie earlier like i'm proud of us for like we're scrapping goals left and right like even though this is our year we're scrapping those our year goals as we need to so, so kudos us to doing that but i think brenton brought us to a good point of we're going to transition the focus to him and interview him so i think richie richie opened up with a pretty good question as goals, I'm curious. I want to start off with like, how did you how did you first get into like martial arts and jujitsu and like I don't know, just that entire thing? Because it sounds like you're very passionate about it, which I love. Yeah, I um I have a tendency to get really passionate about things and just dive in and get lost in them. And then they once they once the passion's developed, it's there for life. Although it may lay dormant for some period of time, as the next fashion trend of my um, you know, creativity and exploration pops up. Um, so it's, it's, um, always been a, a big part, I think of me getting into martial arts in particular is because ath athletics has always been a part of my life and not always necessarily the most positive, um, a lot of toxic experiences, especially as I started to get to more competitive levels that really turned me off to, to sports in general for a while. And I'm identifying as an athlete post-college. Um, but then I found a new, I, I was able to transition into um, more individual sports, uh, rock climbing, things there. I was on my own. And um, that gave me an opportunity to create a healthier relationship to my um, athletic growth. And um, without that, that negativity that had been there before, and part of that journey led me to the job that Connor and I now share in this kickboxing gym, which I had had no prior experience with, but thought it was cool. I mean, as most people do. Um, so decided, hey, if I'm going to go and, and if my job description is going to be coach and teach and help people learn something, I better know what the heck I'm talking about. And um, so that's where it started was I, I have this internal and now external motivation to to understand something and to be to be in that beginner mindset, that growing mindset, but make sure that I humbly am absorbing as much as I can so that I can feel confident when I impart that wisdom to others. Um, so I took my training beyond just the, the four walls of work and started exploring some other gyms in the area where instead of being the teacher, I could get taught for a little bit, um, which brought me into jujitsu. Uh, I know, uh, Richie, you mentioned the book you're trying to read. I, I'm excited for that. Um, to, to I, I'll put that on my to-read list because um, I'd heard about that through 
podcasts, Joe Rogan, as many people do, another voice yeah, who is that's where uh, I heard it too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's pretty common with young men in our, our age. Um, and of course, so you hear plenty about jujitsu from his perspective as well. And so when I walked into a, a gym that had um, Muay Thai, kickboxing, and jujitsu, I was like, all right, let's just jump in with both feet. And there's just something so awesome and primal about wrestling and just getting down and dirty and, and working for it that, you know, once, once you, uh, once you take that first hit, you know, it's over, it's over addict for life. So sounds like fight club. Yeah, I mean, in a sense it is. Yeah. yeah. I, yep. now keeping on this track, you do have some goals in the future that relate to what we talked about in the last podcast, which was competitive health. And, you know, we talked a little bit about fighters and, and gymnasts in a sense who have to cut weight, have to do this and that. So tell me a little bit about some of the future goals you have planned for yourself and where that kind of gets you mentally. Like, are you excited for it? Are you nervous for it? Like, what are some of the emotions that are, are coming at you? And, and they don't know about the future goals. So please, please talk about it. Great. Yeah. Um, I've, I've found this passion for coaching through these jobs and through these experiences that I want to keep as an ongoing thing for my whole life. And if martial arts is an area that I can do that, that's awesome. But I don't think it's very wise for me to try to coach potential fighters, potential athletes without being able to share that experience. So for my own personal development, I want to step in a ring and fight in a kickboxing or Muay Thai fight, uh, amateur, just some smoker in some gym somewhere, whatever. I just want to get in there and um, put it all on the line. I want to develop my jujitsu game long term as well, and um, get right now. I'm, I'm one of the I'm the whitest of white belts. I just move around a lot on the mat and enjoy it. But uh, get into my blue belt, so it's step for this year. Soon as vaccinations and stuff of that nature permit me to be actually pursuing that with more individuals, uh, I want to compete in jujitsu as well. Um, but some of the emotions going into that, like I said, the the one motivator is the professional development and just feeling like I can be humble and authentic and as a coach. But of course, as, as a personal thing too, it's um, it's scary as heck. It really hurts getting kicked and punched. Um, and from, as I mentioned earlier, had some experiences um, with, uh, with athletics and competition that weren't the most positive. And when I got to the higher levels of lacrosse, I, I was just good enough to, to hang in there, but I wasn't a starter. I wasn't playing a lot. Um, and I had a lot of performance anxiety. I could, I could work well, but just these negative pressures, I break down. Um, I want to conquer that. And I think the scariest and most intense way that'll give me the most pride if I'm able to conquer that is a physical confrontation to step in there, know how sucky it is to get kicked, how that just puts the will to quit into your mind right away. I don't want to see whether or not I can actually overcome that. So little fighter we'll see fight. what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when the, when there's a ring around you flights kind of off the table. So what happens then? <laughs> Definitely. I think that's a great little perspective to put on it. Cause it is true, like a fight or fight response, but there is no running in that sense. You're leaving there bloody and you're leaving there proud of yourself for, for engulfing that entire situation. I'm excited. I'm excited for you, man. It's going to be good. That, be is, fun. that is crazy. I never, I would, I don't know if I could get in the ring. <laughs> I could fight some guy on the street. I don't know if I could get on the ring, but you know. <laughs> the street's way scarier to me. 
I would rather it. I would rather be able to explore this thing that's primal and scary and um, in a controlled environment where someone's not going to whip out a knife or a gun. So put me in a ring before you see me pick a fight with some drunk dude at a bar any day. Right. I just mean I don't know if I could ex- I don't know if I could see it coming is what I mean by the fight thing. Like I just don't know if I could be like knowingly be like yeah I'm about to get in a fight. Here we go. We're we're gonna do this thing. But if I didn't know it was coming, mm. I had to just react. I feel like I could react. I could react. I'd have to react, right? Right. Right. But. Yeah, that's that's a that's the the very fact of why I want to do it is when you're in that situation, that moment, that anticipation and that knowing and the mind tricks it can play, that's where I failed in the past. And so that's the very thing that makes me say, that's why I want to get in that ring. Mm. Yeah, we did talk a lot about taming emotions last. I, I talked about it because that's something that I focus on when we get into like competitive sports. And you really have to tame your emotions in the ring or the octagon, depending on where you are. Um, I mean, obviously, you want to control yourself when you get on the streets in emotions, Richie. So don't just wild out and throw the cat oh, claws yeah, at them. <laughs> that's what I'm doing. Next time I go out, when the, when the vaccines are all passed out, that's what I'll exactly He's going to sharpen his fingernails, and he's ready to go. <laughs> I, so actually, I don't know. I don't know how to ask this, but I'm curious because what you're describing, Brenton, is so um, different than most people. Where it's like, I've failed in the past. I, I've gotten to this point of performing anxiety, and now I want to get back there so I can prove myself to do it again. Which like most people are like, hell no. I, I I that feeling sucks. Let me just stay in bed. Let me just do my job. Let me not do that. So I I guess this is the question. But like, how do you? Where does that come from? That you want to like get back in there. You want to like conquer this big big thing in your life. Where does that motivation come from? It's it's a um, difficult question to answer. I think um, it's been ingrained in me from previous experiences. Sports teams for me was the area that developed it a lot. Um, but I think we have an expression we say at work sometimes. We're like, if it was easy, it wouldn't be worth it. Mm-hmm. And um, I think. I'm inspired to run towards the difficult things and because of the power of actually over, overcoming an obstacle. It's a very, uh, I'm influenced by a lot of stoic philosophy and uh, which isn't emotionless at all costs and rigid to the point where nothing can get through. It's more so in embracing the whatever comes your way, good or negative, and um, overcoming the challenges it's presented, which I think you guys talked about a lot last week too, you, you mentioned um you know, those those kind of times where it's it's about that it's about overcoming that and um recognizing like oh i have to react i think it was a baseball you were talking about there it's like being in that moment forcing yourself into a situation where the reaction comes off affords an opportunity for growth um and I, yeah i don't i don't really know where that came from or where that influenced outside it just it feels like that's just my worldview that's just how i i look at things and i'm not good at it don't get me wrong. I'm, I, I can, I'm, I can be squishy from times to times. I'm bad at uh, muffing, muffining up, as we like to say in the in the gym. Uh, but that again, if it were good, if it was easy for me to do it, it wouldn't be worth it. So yeah, don't be squishy. Don't be squishy. Don't be squishy. Adapt, 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 adapt. Be water, my friend. Mm. I have a question yeah. also. Uh, unless Derek, did you want to dive deeper on that? No, no, no. I, I, I. I know it's a hard question to answer, but that was a great, great answer. And I like that was it inspired me, let me say. Cool. Um, so you played the crossing college, right? 
And and did you love it? Did you love lacrosse growing up? So I I learned of lacrosse around eighth grade freshman year of high school. Um, but okay. I was in the Midwest at the time. My dad is from Maryland, so there is much more of an established lacrosse culture there. Um, so being in a state where at the time it was less in the culture and less developed allowed me to kind of draw from those influences of my dad and where he'd come from to give me an opportunity to get good at a sport that um, that I you know was was fresh to in high school. Um, right. I, I actually grew up in Scotland in, in the UK, and so I moved to the States in eighth grade. My parents are American, that they were in Europe for a great amount of their adult life. Um, regardless, the point being, when I got to American school and American sports, there were some opportunities. Like, I was never going to be good at baseball. People have been playing Little League their whole life. I played a little bit of hockey. If you've, if you've been a bantamweight when you're four years old running around on the ice, you can skate better than me. So I wasn't going to be able to catch up to that level everyone was at that starting out phase for lacrosse and it gave me an opportunity to seize seize that and and develop without having my growth stunted and that to me really put a passion in me i could see the growth happening and i had an opportunity to actually compete and and, and get good um and so yeah that passion uh, as, I, as i mentioned earlier i get um uh i I forget if this was before or after we were recording, but um, it goes through phases where I just get obsessed. It was yeah. eight years of lacrosse was all that mattered. So yeah. yeah so the, the reason I ask about this is because I think I find the hardest thing for athletes in general is when they're done playing their sport. So you played lacrosse, Connor played soccer, I played baseball and so on. So for millions of athletes everywhere played some kind of sport, whether it was high school, college, whatever. And then that's, that's done. And how do you continue to find, like, explore these different, um, exploring different sports, people take up golf, they do tennis, whatever. Um, they do whatever they think, whatever excites them, right? But I find it, what I find really cool about you, what you're doing with, like, lacrosse, or sorry, with Muay Thai and Jiu-Jitsu is, is you're exploring and you're finding what works for you now. And it's not lacrosse anymore, but it's something else. And you're just kind of exploring and you're exploring your body and you're finding this new balance. And I, how did you get to that? How did you get to that point where you're like, yeah, let me just go try this and try that. Cause I find it's probably the hardest thing, uh, from switching and just finding something new. Yeah. Um, it's a tendency that I've had since I was young to find things that are a little obscure or abstract things that have a subculture to them and, uh, try to try to be the person that like knows the most as quick as possible, you know. <laughs> and like, I, if if there's something that like casual people understand, but then there's a deeper deeper level of fandom, I want to be that guy. Um, so exploring and getting deeper and deeper, it's 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 been ego driven in the past. You want to be the know it all in the room. I've, I struggle with that sometimes, but um, it's it's kept me constantly exploring uh, with the transition to more individual sports, the end of my lacrosse career had left me in a very interesting place. The relationships had formed, some of them will be lifelong relationships. Some of the others, um, you know, we're not teammates anymore and we'll leave it at that. Um, and so I was very divorced from, from sports and athletics and competition in general, and I was sick of it and I wanted to get out of it which ended up pairing with a lot of other mental health struggles and um, substance abuse struggles and stuff that 
um, the moment that I had an opportunity for whatever reason, I don't remember what it was. I decided to go climbing or I just did some pushups in my living room again, a year and a half after doing nothing. And it was like the bug was back. I, I remembered the vitality that comes from physical exploration and, and how important that was in my life. And so I, I was determined to get that back without slipping back into the negativity and the toxic cycles that had led me to such a rough state. And I needed a new outlet and it wasn't going to be lacrosse. It had to be something else. So combine that with that mindset of what's something that's out there that's a little fringe that I can really get into the, to the world of. Climbing was the first thing, getting back in the gym, been climbing on things since I was a little kid. So I was like, let's just do that again. Um, and then, you know, that, that just took over, took hold and, and led to where it is now. That's awesome. Yeah. I think it's like, I think it's a struggle with, with a lot of people. I think we've all struggled in some capacity with like trying to figure out what works for us, but I, I really appreciate you telling us all that, that story. Absolutely. Um, I honestly did not see how much time we've spent doing already what we've done, but we are deep into this podcast and I'm loving it. So I'm going to wrap up this interview so we can get to the main topic, which will probably take a good chunk of time too. The last question I have for you is how do you define success? I'm not sure I would define it this way. My working definition as of right now right. is someone who takes the skills, the assets, whatever it is, the strengths inherent or developed that they have and uses them to create something that tr moves beyond them. It's bigger than them. That's what I, that's what I think. That's, that's, that's what's going to be, feel like success for me. So uh, if I get there someday. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely like, especially like the part of like going beyond yourself and like kind of that, that growth mindset aspect of it. I, I like that a lot. Cause I think that is a very important part of success in my definition as well. So wait, can I, can I add a it's going to be the same question, but I want to know what your success is rather than what is, what's your definition using that philosophy that you have, apply it to your life and tell me what you see right now. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to love myself better. Um, and get to a more positive place where I can recognize some of the skills and gifts that I have and, uh, uh, and not feel like I have to smother them. Mm. And the best way that I think I can feel good about indulging in that is if I use that tendency of, to obsess over things to bring that information to somebody else and just be a servant, uh, be, be, offer that service, offer that humble approach where I'm learning so that I can pass it on or I can create something more. Uh, that is happening the most right now in the, in the kickboxing gym sure. and, um, being able to just bring that, bring, bring the, the beauty of fitness to, to people that need that. Um, so that's right now how I'm trying to make it bigger than myself is to just, just touch a couple other people's lives in some, some meaningful way to them. I like that. Yeah, that's awesome. I, the second you said you want to be a servant and like literally just set off this chain in my brain because in all my community service orgs back in the day, the thing, the big thing was servant leadership. And I think it's an overarching philosophy of just like being a leader, but instead of your focus on the leadership part, you're being a servant. So I, I think that's, that plays a part of exactly what you're saying. So thinking about how you can use your skills for the people and just really serving other people is really, really powerful. 
I think when you're when you're pursuing things with the goal of being humble throughout, you'll be able to reach new levels that you could have never if uh, you were driven by yourself alone. Or at least, I, I'm out to prove that. I hope we'll see. We'll see. We're all on that journey together. Absolutely. You guys are doing it with this podcast. Yeah, exactly. Cool. All right. That was, I love that interview. We had a good time. Um, now we're going to indulge our next topic, which is the main one for the day. Um, our theme for this month or this ending part of season two is physical health. So an important part of your physical health is what you eat. So the tone for today is you are what you eat. You can take that any which way. Um, I will tell the listeners what I was planning to do. I'm not going to do it unless, you know, let's, let's say this. I was planning to do the Big Mac rap from way back in the day on YouTube, one of the OG YouTube videos. I don't have the energy for it, but if the listeners, like, if, if they if I get, like, like five DMs from different people, that, like, I'll do it. I'll post a video. I'll post it on, on, on Instagram. You know, I'll, I'll make it known. But right now, I'm not doing it. <laughs> so in the meantime, I'm going to open up this conversation about you are what you eat with the, the positive side of that, which is eating for your health, right? Eating healthy. We can talk about the unhealthy part first, but I'm curious, let's start very tangibly. What do you guys eat on a daily basis? That's for your health. Everything you put in your body has some type of effect on you, whether it's a mental or a physical effect. And that's where it truly becomes, you are what you eat. And in the past couple of months, I've definitely gotten rid of the word diet in my vocabulary. Because I think Brenton can attest to this, our, our gym culture has gotten away from the quick fixes. And the word diet has really been washed to the sense where when you hear diet, you think, oh, it's going to be a three-month three, three thing, a cleanse, a detox. And while some of those do have their benefits, um, I think a lot of people are looking for a more natural way to, to help themselves. And so I think it's a very broad question to start us off with. Um, because everything has a purpose. Everything you eat does something to your body. But I mean, I'm I'm a very intuitive eating person. I will eat healthy a couple of days and I'll indulge on a couple other things. But to get to that point, you have to know what is healthy or what is beneficial for your body and what is not beneficial for your body. I'm not going to say that I'm like one of those superstars that goes completely vegan. Uh like all the crazy NBA and NFL players are doing, like Tom Brady. I can't, I can't imagine oh. doing that. But to the to the extent of like during my work week, like Monday through Friday, I do try to just try to go make sure I'm like going as paleo as possible, and that just feels right for me, like to get through my week and to get me through the weekend. And then like from like a mental perspective, it's like a good like, hey, just like just got to get to the weekend, and like when you get to the like Friday night, you can have like. You can, you can go get that cheeseburger that you really wanted or that dessert that you really wanted or whatever it is, right? Like you could, you can have the ice cream. And for me, that just feels right. Like that feels like the right amount of, I won't call it dieting, but just kind of like the right amount of like making sure that I'm eating healthy, but also like giving myself the break that I need. Um, I mean, let's be completely honest on Friday nights or Saturday nights, you're going to go out drinking anyways. So you're, chances are you're going to have that slice of pizza after you go out. And chances are you're going to have this or that. And you're going to wake up in the morning and you might feel bad about it. And so I just don't want to get, I don't want to feel bad about it. So I'm just like, hey, Friday nights, if you want to eat a piece, slice of pizza, have your slice of pizza, man. Like you just ate healthy all week. You did everything you needed to do this week. So enjoy it. 
Um, and sometimes on the weekdays too, if I'm really, I think we talked about this with Jill too. It was like, if you really want something, you should not limit yourself from getting it. You should not like be so on your ass about your diet and so on top, like, so I don't know what, what word I'm going to use. Uh, so on top of it, I was going to say so anal about it, but I don't know if that's safe to say on the airways, but uh, <laughs> I don't want to be so, I don't want to be so anal about it that like, I can't just have the nice burger that I, the nice and juicy burger that I wanted. I can't have the McDonald's and the chicken nuggets and the Coke and the French fries or the in and out burger or whatever it is. Like if I really want it during the week, I'll give it to myself because Hey, like we're only going to live once. And so who cares? at the end of the day. But for the most part, like the next day I'm going to wake up and I'm, I'm not going to have another burger that day, probably unless I really, really need it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, for the most part, you know, you, uh, I just try to go paleo during the week and I do try to do like a lot of smoothies in the morning for breakfast and stuff like that. And, you know, yeah, I don't know. There's, there's not too much to it other than that for me. Yeah. I, I want to ask a follow-up question, but I'm curious, Brenton, do you have any, any thoughts on what Connor and Richie have said? Yeah, it all checks out. To, to me, it's I'm in a similar boat where um, attempting to, to eat better in general, uh, healthier in general, so that I can perform better and, and be a high performer. Uh, it's, it's definitely one of those things. I feel like when I'm the closest to – when I'm at the best of my nutrition, the peak of my nutrition, it affords me the most opportunity to indulge in the things that I enjoy. Because it's not having to taper a behavior that is overtaking me. The positive behaviors, the day in, day out positive behaviors are underlying it. A little bit here, a little bit there of that um, food that you really love but doesn't quite hit the mark or whatever. is a lot easier to justify when you know you're going to fall back on positive habits. Um, so I think that kind of goes in line with what Connor was saying about how he he's understood his relationship to his food and nutrition as an athlete for a long enough period of time that now the intuitive nature of how he can digress from that, it, it makes more sense to him. But it took practice to get there. Am, am I oh, right for, in that, Connor? For or? sure. I mean, there's, it's it's constant losses. It's constant wins. Like, you're going to feel good for a little bit. And then, you know, I've been on binges where I go out to eat every night. And at the end of that week... One, I feel terrible because I just spent a ton of money. But two, you know, I just feel sweaty. I feel lethargic. I don't have the motivation that I did previously. Not that I was eating, you know, salads every meal. But when you have the quote-unquote healthier foods throughout, I like the way you look at that where you fall back on the positive reinforcements. You have that, you know, delicious chili cheese fries you have the the hot dog that's stacked with grilled onions you know chili you know everything you can eat that and be like you know what tomorrow morning i have my plan i'm not going to go out of that out of my way to continue eating this way because i've already built up the good habits that i have but it does take practice it takes knowing what is going to be good for you on those certain days and and luckily we wear whoop bands that kind of dictate whether that was good for us whether we ate too close to bedtime whether you know, our sleep was efficient because of the foods that we ate. And I think that's a cool little tool. And, and I know a lot of fitness enthusiasts enjoy that stuff. Yeah. Um, I love everything you guys are saying. So I think it's good. Obviously, we go through a lot of fluctuations and it's, it's good to put important things in your body. But I'm curious, like, what are the physical, tangible things you guys are eating, like, that, that, that make you a little bit healthier? I know, Richie, you say you're trying to be as paleo as possible. But I'm curious. I'm sure listeners would 
would appreciate you guys' like healthy tips and healthy tricks. For example, I'm I'm drinking this vegetable juice. This is my like my quick and easy way to get some veggies in when I'm lethargic and don't want to eat healthy, you know? Just like one thing like that. So what do you what are you guys' things that you actually eat? Maybe not on a daily basis, but just like your favorite go to healthy snacks. I eat a uh, I eat peanut butter toast every day of my life. Every day. Nice. Um I'm a little guy, I'm a skinny guy, and eating enough calories has always been a struggle for me, but that's one staple that I can fall back on. And it's simple, it's easy for a lazy person in the kitchen like me to get some some fats, some proteins, some carbohydrates all in one, super quick and easy. Uh, and Nico, my dog, he loves toast time too. So uh, there's that as well. There you have it, folks. Never grow up. Keep eating peanut butter. Con Richie, what about you guys? I guess yeah, I'm not a big snacker, um, but I love peanut butter and toast. And if you want to go on top of that, Add avocado on top of it. People diss me all the time for it. I don't know why. They probably haven't tried it. It's just a new food, and they're like, ew, you're doing that? It's the best thing you ever do. Maybe a little bit of extra virgin olive oil on top to get a little bit more fat in there. Oh, my God. I'm thinking about it right now. I'm salivating. It's, it's, a, it's a go-to snack when it's avocado season. But I've, I've really been trying to get into more fruit eating. Uh, I have bananas around. And I keep it out, so I'm not tempted to go and, you know, eat the club crackers. I'm tempted to go and have the banana. Rather, if it's hidden away, you're not going to go out and search for it, especially if you are hungry. You're going to go out and, and get the first thing that you see. So um, I've been trying to do better about that. But, yeah, I, I wish I was more of a snack person, but I don't really buy the, the snacks anymore. Uh, first and primary thing I do is uh, I, I do go shopping at Trader Joe's, and everything I buy there is – like fruit, vegetables, etc. And I, for me personally, um, I don't, I, I don't think everybody needs to go paleo or anything like that. But for me, I just kind of enjoy it. I don't, I don't know why. I just kind of enjoy the fact of like, hey, I just want fruits, vegetables, and meat and protein. Um, so I do that. I do a lot of like smoothies in the mornings. Um, I'll actually throw in like collagen, like just like the I forget what it's called, but the powdered greens and things like that in there. Um, just like kind of anything that I think, you know, might, might be missing. I know collagen is pretty good for you. So I just kind of throw that in there. I take a lot of vitamins. You can ask the guys. Um, <laughs> I take a lot of freaking vitamins. Um, I don't know. And I don't, I don't buy snacks. I actually don't buy snacks on purpose. So, um, and during the week, especially like everything I buy from Trader Joe's, I basically have this, I go in there with some type of plan. Of, like I want to make this, uh, this week and I'm going to buy these specific things. And, uh, and usually go in and try to just make those purchases. Cause I think the, the main thing for me during the week is like, I try not to spend money on things that I didn't just buy at the grocery store on Sunday. Um, and that's a really good way for me to make sure that I'm like holding myself accountable to like making sure I'm eating right. And then on the weekends, like, again, I really honestly don't really care what I eat on the weekend as much as I care as much care on the weekdays. Um, just because if I, again, like, if I treat my body right for the five days or whatever it is, like I'll, I can have fun and go out, go out with my friends and go eat dinner with them and, and not need to think about like, Oh, I need to stay on this diet. Cause I'm not on a diet. Like I don't really feel like I'm on a diet, just kind of how I am. And yeah, I don't really eat snacks at all. Uh, but I will keep like fruits like apples and bananas and strawberries and all these different things. And the one thing I do do for dessert and I picked up on this from somebody else, and I talked about it with Connor the other day, 
which is like, I have these like toasted oats, which is basically like the raisin brand oats, uh, the raisin bread flakes. And I put that with some peanut butter and berries and fruit and milk. Oh my God. I, play, I eat that every, basically almost every night now. It's so good. I picked up on it with, from one of my friends and, oh, I forgot the chia seeds in there too. Whew. And man, it's frig. You got to try that thing. But yeah, it's one of my like guilty pleasures during the week. Other than that, I'm pretty much paleo. Yeah, I think the big thing I got out of that was that it's not a diet to you. It's just the way you eat. And yes, there's a term to describe it that way. But I think that's an important concept. It was like, if you're going to go out and try something, don't classify it as a diet. Like, go and try to make this sustainable. Because when we have diets, it's usually like, hey, do this for a couple months. And then there's no education after that. So people are a little lost. And they've been eating the same thing for three months. They're not going to crave that anymore. They're going to want to crave the things that they didn't want. You know, as a kid, your parents tell you you can't have that. What's the immediate thought? I really want that, you know? <laughs> and so when you tell yourself, I can't have this, I can't have that, that's all you're going to think about. <laughs> and so I think exploration is such an important thing. And I think important at our age because you do change. Your taste buds change. You start to develop flavors and tastes for things that you didn't know you liked or you might have hated when you were eight years old and it's ingrained in your mind. And you're like, I hate that. But you haven't had it in 16 years. You know, uh, Things do change. Your body changes. And I think exploring new foods, exploring new pathways, and finding things that you like so that you can have that philosophy that Richie has where I've done what I needed to do throughout the week. Let me have some fun on the weekends. Let me not worry about each little part because I think when we have that good routine, everything falls into a good pattern. And I, and I think he does it on the weekdays because he has to be the most productive on the weekdays. And when you're having the quote-unquote healthier foods, um, you find yourself to be a little bit more energized. Yeah, I like that you mentioned that, Connor. I, I um, feel that it's been helping me a lot with my dietary choices is the, the gamification of it and um, where the rewards come from out of it. And the whoop strap, which I know we've mentioned a couple times already, is a part of that for me that's very helpful because whereas before when I didn't quite have the metrics to look at, I could go and just uh, jump into something and say like, oh, whatever, like, you know, it's one beer. Oh, it's whatever. It's a piece of pizza because I had a beer. Okay, cool. And then it's two and then it's three and so on and so forth. And I might feel I might be able to, to get around and do fine, just fine tomorrow. Uh, but now that I can see metrics that say, nobody, that didn't work out so well for you. Look how damaged your body is, whether or not you feel it. Um, now, a week or two of, of getting that feedback. Now it's like, okay, this would be that opportunity for me to indulge, even though it's not with my goals right now. And then I, I have that, okay, cool. But let's, let's drink the water instead. Let's uh, make sure I take my magnesium right before bed and see that result tomorrow when I'm like 85% recovered. If I get it, oh, it, it, it feels like you just won. So that helps a lot too for me. I love that you brought this up now. This is perfect because I want to dive into this. I, I find it so crazy on my whoop score when I'm like, I went to bed at the same time and I did the same. I basically, I just went out to dinner and I had a beer, one beer. And how that one beer or like that one going out to dinner affects my score for the next day, my sleep score. And I'm like, what the heck? Like I only had one beer. How did it go from the past couple of days being 85%? to being I'm in the I'm in the yellow I'm at some like 60 something and I'm like what the heck happened like it was just one beer or it was just one meal and it's crazy to me I think it's important for people that that may have not experienced that and being able to actually see it 
for you to, to realize too, like I know a lot of people are still probably listening and being like, well, that's fine. But like, I take a beer before I go to bed and it helps me sleep. Like I fall asleep right away. And it's like, yes, you do. But your body is working so hard while you're asleep to try to work out this toxin you just put into it. That sleep you're getting, you're sedated, but you're not restful. And I feel like that's a big thing where people can get themselves tripped up if they don't have that external metric. They're like, well, I know I'm fine because I sleep great. No, you don't. Yeah, I have, I have two studies. One is a personal study and the other one is from Whoop itself. So I'll do the personal one. Um, I think for a couple weeks I took an edible before bed and I wanted to see how that, how THC affected sleep because it's a very common thing right now. And a lot of people are, you know, puff, puff, pass uh, all day long. And I wanted to see how that truly affected your sleep because you like that. <laughs> um, and uh, in those couple weeks, I found that I got tons of sleep, right? It, it knocked me out. It let me sleep for however long I could. But looking at the three levels of sleep, right, REM, slow wave, and light sleep, I had a significant amount of light sleep. It was five to six hours worth. And then my REM and slow wave sleep, which is where all recovery happens, was less than an hour on each night. And so that, that really affected me. So I was like, all right, let me not do it. Let me see how this affects. Let me body get this out real quick and then do the study. So after two weeks, I kind of let my body refresh. And then I really took the results from there on. I, I created that bedtime routine and morning routine. And you find that your light sleep goes down, your slow wave sleep goes up, and your REM sleep goes up, which is all restorative. And in those two weeks, you just feel really good. You want to tackle the day. You have objectives. And it's not that I didn't have goals and stuff when I was you know, taking the edible before bed, but I found it harder for me to get motivated. And so that was a cool little study I did with myself. And obviously, everybody's going to react, react a little bit differently. But to go on to the whoop, store, uh, whoop study they did, they, I can't remember the softball team. Uh, what college softball team it was, but they let the college softball players, you know, have a good weekend. They saw, they let them drink, do everything. And they finally ob observed their recovery scores. And that's what Richie was talking about, how the one beer really affected him. And it went down to the yellow, you know, all these people got trash, you know, college parties, they get trashed on Saturday. They have, you know, lift on Sunday mornings and then their week starts. And so they found that these softball players weren't fully recovered until four days into the week. So if they partied on Saturday or Sunday, they were not at their true potential until about Thursday, which is insane. You know, to, to think about that in the college sport and how many times you find yourself at a college party with a bunch of athletes, how deteriorating it is for your body. And the athletes saw this information and said, fuck that. We're having a dry season. And that season, they went on to win the NCAA tournament for softball, which I think is it's wild, you know. Kudos to Whoop for introducing that and having those athletes feel inspired enough to say, we're going to actually take this seriously. We're going to have a dry season. We're going to accomplish that. And to have that be part of the study, obviously, that's, that's good marketing for them. But I, it just, it's interesting to see what you intake and how that affects the body. Yeah, I, that's, that's incredible. I mean, four days after drinking, let me just say that is insane i believe it because nowadays when i drink i feel it for like at least four days after yeah but uh, the, the weird thing about the college thing is you can like you go out and you get trashed but then you wake up the next day you're like i'm ready to go and nowadays like i, I can have you know four or five beers and i'll feel it the next day because you're not just in you're not you're not in the college quote unquote college ways anymore and uh, so I, I just think it's interesting because you have the the mindset of college and especially Americanized colleges 
I wonder how, if I had the information I have now, how that effect would have affected me, you know, going into college or doing other things. Yeah, that's your your career track, right? You're trying to trying to get the young kids to have this knowledge and. I, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to tell them what to do. I want to provide them with the information, guide them in a direction, and let them make those decisions. But I want them to know that right. it's all right to make different different decisions here and there. But if giving this information, right. it's just evolving. You know, we're we're in the tech age, where in the last twenty years, the world has developed exponentially, and that goes along with fitness. As we get more technology and we get more in tune with our body, we're going to start to develop new things. I think I talk about this all the time. And so I think that's a really cool thing when you want to go and teach and coach. It's just an evolve. You're always learning. You're always in a constant growth mindset. And I love that because there's always things that are going to be new popping up. And I never want to be behind reaching out for assistance. So I want to be on the top of that. I want to pioneer a little bit of this development side of things. I think that's a really cool thing. So what I heard is that we're going dry until the next Spartan race. <laughs> I, I don't even drink anymore, which is which is weird. I think I had a beer yesterday, but that was my first time I had a beer in a long time. Not at the risk at the risk of uh, mentioning Joe Rogan on a podcast too much. They they do their sober October um, through Whoop every every October. Uh, maybe maybe that's the time to, to do it. Give you give yourself a, a far out date. Yeah, right on my birthday go. month. Let's do that. There you Thanks, go. guys. It's also <laughs> muffin up, also Connor, muffin up, muffin up. Yeah, it's also when you're doing your big ass race. Yeah, it is the beast. It is the beast. The beast. Cool. Uh, Which still intimidates the crap out of me. Uh, dude, people ask me about the Spartan race now, and then I'm like, yeah, Connor's doing the beast, and I keep getting pressure to do it, but I don't know if I'm going to do it. Cause that's, How many miles that's, is it? 21? 12. 12? Oh. It's a, yeah, it's a 21K. So it's a half half marathon with 28 obstacles, that... and I'm doing it in the Grapevine, which is all, all hills. Yeah, it is. So I am not looking for that's gonna. Derek, there's not even any. I gotta elevation. get in the right mindset. I'm gonna stop saying that stuff. Derek, there's why not do you even not any elevation. I heard two questions. I heard I heard Brenton. Why do I not want to do it? Yeah. I mean, just because. Too hard. What? It's too hard. Ah, sh- shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it's. I mean, calling you a like Hold on, thing. let me call you I don't know ramblers. if I want to my thing thing. You know, I don't know if I want to like devote all that time and energy because i'm already doing all this running right now it's already exhausting <laughs> the more you do it the easier it gets yeah i was just about to say well not necessarily easier but the less it sucks yeah. i like that approach better <laughs> but agreed i think i was gonna say it's only there's no elevation there it's completely flat i mean like there's gonna be elevation from like a hills perspective but you're at you're almost at sea level versus when we're in colorado running in june you're gonna be yeah. whatever yeah Sure. Yes, being in Colorado is definitely gonna suck. But you run hills, and you tell me that doesn't suck. I'll I'll kiss your feet. I'm not <laughs> saying it doesn't suck. I'm just saying that we already have another challenge that's probably right now for us. And then you have you add the additional three months of training. I I wouldn't say it's an impossible feat to be able to do in October. It's not. I can always walk in. True. Doesn't matter how, what you do as long as you finish. I'll just sprint the last 100 meters and be like, whoa, look at me. I did it. Seven hours. <laughs> nice. Well, all right. I want to bring it back to you are what you eat, and we'll probably wrap up soon. But as Connor was talking about his studies, I was real, I realized that I started reading a book a while ago, um, which I've stopped reading, but I should start reading again. But it's called How Not to Die. Uh, I forgot who it's by, but it's a pretty good book. It's, it's, it's dense in the sense that it's all like very informational, educational about 
lifestyle habits and all these things. But pretty much the guy who wrote it, his background is in medicine, and he like has done studies where pretty much all of like the leading like, causes of death in America are all preventable and all treatable through lifestyle changes, right? And like like the the scene of medicine when he started learning this was not geared to that at all, and it still really isn't. The, I mean, big pharma and, and the medical industry is all about here's drugs, here, take this. We don't like, sure, live your lifestyle. And they, they'll sure, like they'll say, eat less, less red meat, but these are all things that you need to ingrain yourself away beforehand. So the book is really good about telling you like what things are good for to do and like kind of lifestyle changes. But I think it touches on a good point of like the different motivations of being healthy. Like we're talking about motivation to be healthy from an athletic per- performance perspective. Whereas this book is, it's in the title. It's how not to die, right? If you want to live longer, you don't necessarily have to be athletic but just here's some, here's some tips and lifestyle changes. So it's an interesting book. To take us off track again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it's still on the track of like, be a healthy. Um, I think Jill didn't sell me this quote exactly, but people that get an average of about five hours of sleep a night um, are less likely to live a longer life. But if you get around seven to eight hours of sleep on average, you have a, much longer lifespan. Now, I don't know the specific details on that, but it goes in, in track of, you know, what you're putting in your body will help run it. I always like to use the analogy at, when we're in the gym is like, you know, you're not going to put the wrong oil in your car and expect it to run right. So you shouldn't expect the same thing when you're, you know, putting tons of sugar into your body and expecting it to perform at a level that is not what you think it should be. Yeah, that's uh, interesting. You mentioned the sleep. The there's higher correlations of uh, things like Alzheimer's and dementia for those who sleep less often, uh, consistently. And I think the 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 one of the good tie-ins there with the diet as well is that this is all something that happens and you experience in the long term. You don't get Alzheimer's generally until at least you're you know oh plus fifty, right? So. This is longevity. Like, how do you? How can you sleep with consistency, not on a month-to-month goal, but lifetime to make sure that you get there? Same with your diet. What kind of? It sounds like Derek. That's the book you're describing. Is what sorts of lifestyle things, foods intake can you have over the span of a decade, two decades, three decades, so that you can keep chugging? Yeah, I think that's an interesting point. I want to take what you said there at the last, the last little bit and keep expanding on that and pull pull the string basically um i think it's with all things everything we've talked about today in the entire month or our theme here around like physical health has been like we really want to find something that works for us and for me that's hey during the week i'm gonna eat paleo that, that feels right for me um and i want to do the on it program and i want to continue to do that on a program because that feels right for me and when that honor program's over, I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do. And that's kind of like a little bit of a scary thing is like you need to continue to find things that I think work for you. And I think with dieting or not dieting, but nutrition in general, I think we need to think about it the same way. You can't, it's not one size fits all. Um, but you know, like I enjoy eating seafood. I enjoy eating red meat. I enjoy, Okay, well, how are you going to kind of fit that in? How can you do that while also trying to find a way to be healthy? Um you want to have candy on the weekends or you want to have candy, have your candy, but have it in moderation. Um, and I think like at the end of the day, like we all want to live long lives. So like, that's kind of like this weird dynamic is, is how do you balance that good food or that, that good exercise or that good, whatever it is 
whether you want to go see a movie or whatever it is, whatever it stimulates your brain um, and, and just keep going at that and keep making that a habit and using atomic habits, just make that your, your individual, like that's who you are now. Um, and just keep living on that. And I think that's, that's a real struggle. And I, I, I want to know what you guys think. Yeah. The, the one tip I'll, I'll say up front is like, um, we keep talking about the, the issue of, of drinking and like recovery and all that stuff. So, um, if it is, does happen, obviously you can't plan this, but if you do know that the weekend is coming and you are going to be going out for a big vendor or whatever, like drink a ton of water beforehand. That's what I do. It's like, okay, I'm, you know, I'm going out snowboarding with, with Ian on Saturday. So I'm going to drink like as much as I can of a gallon of water a day for the four days previous before that. And that way I feel a lot better doing it. And then afterwards it recovers a lot better. That's just one tip that I do. Like no, know ahead of what you're going to do. Even if you're like, no, I don't know if it's going to happen. Just prevent, I mean, plan for it. Yeah, the, that's a, that's a good one for sure to plan ahead. Um, definitely. I, I think there's some ways that you can even hack that system and where you don't have to do much of the planning. Uh, Eating naturally, obviously, is great if you can support, if you have the opportunity and the the, the means to um, support local farms and things of that nature. You know the, the food that you're going to be ingesting is quality. And with that, you also get the added benefit of only being able to access certain types of food seasonally. Uh, you know, grocery stores, you can get anything no matter what time of year it is, whether it's in season or not. I mean, shoot, the fact that Connor's eating bananas for his snack means that you know, they're, they're coming from somewhere other than they're not growing in Boston. I'll tell you that much. So eating seasonally allows you to kind of eat in line with uh, a varied diet so that you're getting constant influx of new, uh, nutrition. You're not getting too pigeonholed here or there. And you can quote unquote plan ahead for that by just allowing the grocer to make the food that is in season and eating that food. And then you don't have to do the extra thought. You can just wait until the next season comes around. How can I incorporate this food into as many different recipes as possible over the next two or three months until it's out of season and move on? Yeah, that's definitely the exploration route. And I love that. And I mean, that's taken Derek's eating healthy goal. Um, what was that, February that you had that? I think uh, you're talking about the eat fresh. Yeah, the eat fresh. Yeah. <laughs> But that's taking it to a, that's taking a whole new uh, turn to it, a new spin to it, and that's why I think a lot of people can get a little flustered, especially when there's a ton of new food in that season that they've never touched in their life, like butternut squash or anything, like, where you're like, I don't even, what is that thing? You know, that's that's where it can be a little exciting to some people, but a little uh, overwhelming for other people. My tip is, you know, stay away from the processed foods. <laughs> if it's got more than I'll go broad here, 10 ingredients in one food, you should probably stay away from it. Um, and that's kind of going into that eating the more natural route, eating the more fresh route. And that's, that's kind of where I've started to go towards is trying to get the more, you know, get the vegetables in there and, and try to go to like a farmer's market. Unfortunately, we don't have those year round here. Um, but when, you know, May starts to hit and they start to open up, that's where you'll find me on Sundays buying my groceries for the week. Um, one, it gets me out of the house. And two, it's, it's fun to see what, what I'm supporting locally and what I'm eating locally. Yeah. Cause I think one thing we ran into or Derek, I know you've ran into this is maybe it was in 2020, but you fell into this cycle right when you moved to San Francisco, you're like, I am hating my meal preps. I'm hating it. And you ran into this cycle of it's no longer easy for me because I'm just not enjoying it. And I think that's the real thing I'm trying to figure out. It's like, 
how do you make sure you're not going to hate your nutrition or you're not going to hate uh, this new, I won't call it, diet's the easiest word for me to use. This new diet that I'm, it's not a diet, it's not a fad or whatever, it's not for the next three months, it's for life, right? How do you make sure that you're going to continue to you know, stay balanced or have a balanced nutritional diet? Um, and, and I think that's the difficult thing. Yeah, I, you, you need to say, I mean, emphasize to the listeners, I was hating my meal prepping when I got to San Francisco because I was meal prepping for maybe a year. Like Seattle, I had it down pat. I was like making food ahead of time and it was just sweet potatoes, protein, vegetables, really good stuff, like all these things. But um, I used to think that I could hack everything. I used to think I was like, I could do, I could hack fitness. I could like eat healthy and just kind of like pre-program everything. So that way like, I ate the food and I just go, right? And as I got older and to this point, I, I, it's not it's not possible. The only way that I think it might be possible is if you have like an actual dietitian or like someone cooking for you, like someone that you don't, you don't even have to think about it. It's in front of your plate, which is um, a professional athlete, which is something that I can't hack myself into to being. So I think if you are trying to like, for lack of better words, hack your diet and get better at it, just do little tips and tricks. All the things you said, try something out, but don't like try to make it super efficient right off the bat. Don't fall into what I did. Too much good stuff is bad stuff. I think that was uh, not not even the original Karate Kid, the remake with Jaden Smith and, and Jackie Chan. That's <laughs> yeah. his that's his poor English translation of whatever the Chinese proverb is. It sticks with me all the time. Too much good stuff is bad stuff. I guess it worked. <laughs> nice, uh, cool. So we are doing very good on time. I think this is a very good place to stop. Any, any I'll ask any last closing thoughts on the main topic or anything we talked about today. Just explore. Expect to fail, expect to hate things. Everything is not going to be in your favor every single time. You're not going to like everything you try. But explore. Have some fun with it. Make some mistakes. I think we've gotten into the age of failing is not a good thing. You need to succeed. And if it's a little bit out of the comfort zone, you're not going to go to it. If you've, I think a good challenge, actually, should be trying a food that you haven't had ever or that you hated when you were a kid and uh, should try it again. But I'm just kind of... I'm freeballing it right now, <laughs> so okay. um, that's that's just my not advice, but that's kind of what I've been living by in the last like year or so. I would uh, I would say um, my parting piece of advice would be find some way to measure how what you eat affects how you live. If it's a whoop strap, or it's simply that you're keeping a journal and you're aware of your mood swings and tendencies around when you're hungry, when you're not, what you ate, what you didn't. Something like that, I, I think, can be a really valuable so that you put in that little hard work up front to recognize those patterns. And then you can have something external to keep you motivated and, and help you understand what the correct direction to move is. Just like that uh, softball team, right, that, that um, did that. They had the result which fueled and sparked a motivation that would not have been there had they not been able to uh, recognize the the immediate impact of that and see it on paper. So find a way to put it on paper, and it'll it'll fuel that motivation that may be lacking otherwise. I think the interesting thing that Connor said. I want to just jump on that really quickly. Um, in an exploration perspective, I, I definitely have been doing that a lot with this diet that I've been that diet or whatever it is. But just doing paleo during the week, like I've never had zucchini noodles and i've never had cauliflower gnocchi 
and I've never had these weird things and I never really thought about it either. Um, but I've been doing it. I've been doing this and I just been like, wow, I really need to mix it up. Cause I need some, I want spaghetti. How the heck can I have spaghetti? And you find unique ways to do it. And it's been really helpful for me. Um, but yeah, I, I guess the real thing for me that I would suggest is, you know, you gotta just find a way to just do what works for you. Um, whatever that is, it's not going to be an easy task. You do need to explore, you do need to try new things. Um, maybe you don't need a diet at all, whatever makes, whatever feels right for you is the thing that you're going to end up doing. Um, but you know, for me, that is, that is something unique. It's not everybody likes to do it. Um, it's not always fun for me, but it is uh, something I do try and Hey, it seems like a challenge during the week that I can overcome every time too. Zucchini noodles, so good. And, you know, cauliflower was a vegetable that I hated growing up. And I love it. It's really good. If you've never had buffalo cauliflower, I really, truly recommend doing that. Super easy. Just cut up the cauliflower, mix it in your favorite hot sauce, put it in the oven, set to 450, bake it until it's like a little crispy, and then you're good. It's that simple. Super easy. And you get that like... uh you know, that hot taste that a lot of us crave sometimes. Like wings. For sure. It could be a, a, a great substitute for wings. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely enjoy trying it, everything. Like I had scallops. I never I never was like, I'm going to go to the grocery store and get scallops. Um, right? But I, was, but I was like, all right, I'm going to try it. I, fit, I picked them up and I was like, we're doing it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, I've heard the one thing I was going to mention, the other thing I was going to mention really briefly is I find it really hard for you to eat unhealthy when you don't already have, when you already have the stuff in your fridge, you're not going to go grocery shopping again, or you're not going to decide I'm going to all of a sudden go Uber eat something or grab up something. So if you already have it in your fridge, you're probably going to make it. And if you just like, if you not force yourself, but if you're like, Hey, like I'm just going to, I'm going to cook food. I'm going to cook food every day this week. I find it really easy for me to like stay healthy and, and just eat right is when I'm, Hey, I already brought groceries this week. I can't Uber eat something. I can't grow up it unless I'm like, I'm absolutely dying and mentally and emotionally. I'm like, I need this. And if I really need it, then I'll really do it. But otherwise I'm sticking to it. It's true. That's what our boy Jojo said. Buy healthy, eat healthy. Everything in the pantry and the fridge is healthy. It's right there. Yeah. You kind of have no choice. The implication. All right, Dennis. <laughs> okay. Well, on that note, um, my, my one tip, we didn't, it's actually a topic we didn't get to do talk about today, so I can't really say it's a quick tip, but eat what makes you happy. I know we talked a lot about health today, but like, obviously you need to make sure it fits in with line with your, with your mood and your happiness. So that's a whole topic in and of itself. So I won't say that's an easy tip, but try to focus on what makes you happy and, and improve your life. So with that, um, I'm actually, I'm down to do Connor's challenge if you guys are, but the one that I had prepared beforehand is a drink two liters of water before noon. So let's do consensus. Oh. So either drink two, water, two liters of water before noon, which is roughly half a gallon, or try is try a food that you used to hate, right? Try food you used to hate, or just try a new food in general. I vote that one because it's, uh, we're talking about ingesting food, not drinking water, but you know, details are in the, in the line. I would, I would say that one, but if you're one of those people that doesn't like water because it, quote, doesn't taste like anything, there you go. Do both at the same time. Drink water because it's a f food you don't like. 
dude, I think I think Brent is a big guy, but we're not gonna Some lie. some people classify water as a macro. What? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> okay. All right. Whatever. Anyway. Yeah. Is there a reason we have to do it before noon? Um I think it's just a it's just a it's a good timetable to to drink it by and I I'm pretty sure you're supposed to drink more water in the morning cuz you're kind of a little bit more hydrated throughout. Yeah, you get dehydrated throughout the night. We had a fit, we had a wellness tip through our wellness month of March and it was to drink a a glass of water 20 minutes after wake up in that 20 minute range of waking up to whatever. Not chug it, but like, you know, some people get really sick if they try to chug water when they wake up. Doesn't make sense. Don't chug your water you know, sip it, take that glass. But two liters before noon, I love that. But I also love my challenge. So I'm torn. I, I'm i sorry. Brenton, Richie's the decider. Decide. No, Brenton's the decider. He's oh, okay. the guest. He said both. He said yeah. both. And I took a cop-out <laughs> answer. <laughs> I took a cop-out, yeah. Are we playing rock, paper, scissors right now for which one? <laughs> I, I'm going to try the food one. I'll say that for me personally. I'm going to, um, I want to do that one. I've been meaning to do that anyway. My wife has had the opportunity to be exploring with a lot of um, foods from cultures other than our own, which is daring and fun. And she's learning a lot and liking that. So uh, from you and her, I'm inspired to go try food that I don't think I'm going to like. So we'll see what happens. Nice. There's dragon fruit in uh, Trader Joe's right now. And they look crazy. So maybe I'll try one of those. Dragon fruit is delicious. Tacos. I've had dragon fruit tacos. So oh. pulling it all the full circle there. Sounds pretty healthy. Tacos can be healthy. <laughs> Taco <Right>. Tuesday. <laughs> nice. Well, okay. Sounds like the consensus is pretty much the food one, which is fine. We can do that. It's whatever. I'm still going to do the water one. I probably, I'll, I'll say I'm going to do the water one. I probably won't even be able to do it. <laughs> we'll see. Cool. All right, so there's your challenge. Eat a new food that you either historically haven't liked or just a new food that you never tried. And let's check in next week on our final episode of season two. Thank you, Gwen, Brenton, for being here. Thank and you. With that, I will say, eat a baguette weekly on Mondays. Mm-hmm. Go eat that week. Sorry, let me put my baguette down. I didn't realize you podcasters were still listening. Well, since you are, why not head over to our Instagram page at the underscore baguette underscore boys and DM us. Let us know how all the challenges are going. And why not let us know how your yearly, maybe monthly, or even weekly goals are going. We'd love to interact with you guys and get new perspective to see how we can better ourselves and maybe even better you. Catch you guys next Monday. Peace out.